Welcome to the second season of Talking Mental Health with Selectability. Very small local organisations with deep roots in the local community. We still needed those deep local roots, but we also needed to be stronger and bigger organisations to be able to cope with these massive changes. As our service really grew, it made sense that if we merge, we could have a better footprint everywhere. And I'm very excited to see that that actually happened over the years, and it's a wonderful outcome. What we've had from Solus right through is um, fantastic CEOs. And I think um, what they brought, all of them, was a very careful eye on Trent and in particular where our strength has been, we have a number of strengths, but our strength has been in anticipation of the um, NDIA, the NDIS framework. Just to see changes, I've still actually got people I actually was a support worker for back in Solar's days and now I've still got them while I'm a team leader and just the changes, the milestones, I actually find they're probably all my highlights. I love watching people grow, I love watching people achieve. Might be only a small little achievement, but I actually find they are major highlights of my career. My favourite name, and I was really keen on it, was Be Well. You know, and the logo we were thinking would be a little buzzy bee buzzing around, and I yeah. could picture answering the phone. You know, Be Well, Deborah speaking. And then when we did a search, there was one small organisation in Victoria that had it registered. And I was like, oh, bugger, back to the drawing board. This podcast celebrates five years as Selectability, an organisation formed in March 2017, when supported options in lifestyle access services, better known as Solus, and Mental Illness Fellowship of North Queensland, or MIFNQ, merged. Across five short podcasts, we'll hear from five people close to the organisation and learn how, from humble beginnings, and a combined 52 years of service delivery, Selectability has grown to become the strong and innovative industry leader it is today. Kylie is one of Solus and Selectability's longest-serving employees. Kylie, you recently celebrated 15 years with Solus and Selectability. Congratulations. If we can go back to 2007, what are your memories of Solus? Yeah, so definitely the memories I have of Solars is back then we didn't have like the NDIS, so ours was mainly all around block funding, definitely around the different client base. I'm finding to where we are now, it's more complex, drugs and alcohol are more involved. 2007, we've always worked the recovery base around the people that we're supporting through Solars, but it's probably more around the rights and choices, not having their weekend shift because of the funding, block funding and that where to these days it's more around their choices and control of when they have supports and things. Absolutely loved my days, uh, loved Rhonda. Rhonda's probably my biggest one with memories. Rhonda was a great mentor. I will never forget Rhonda. I always say I've learned so much from Rhonda with her knowledge. Rhonda was very passionate, very caring for the people that we support, fighting for the people that Solar supported. So I do believe they are my biggest memories and I also have learned a lot from that as well. Okay, and what changes have you seen from the days of Solus to selectability as we know it today? Oh, I have to say definitely big changes. Yep. <laughs> Just due to around, especially when I first was with Solus and then selectability with mergers from mental illness fellowship, with selectability merging with mental illness fellowship, 
we grew so much. Got Clubhouse, Hubhouse, you know, there's so much now involved. NDIS now. So NDIS is absolutely huge in the organisation. Definitely a lot of changes around growth. Back in the days from Stolers would have been probably the well-known of the mental health organisation, probably the only mental health organisation. But now with NDIS, there is so many different organisations around for mental health as well now. So, yeah, a lot of changes from Stolers to selectabilities. And so if we go from the changes to the challenges, what sort of things were you faced with, um, whether that be around NDIS or other areas? Back in Solar's days, it was definitely around challenges of funding. So back in those days, it was more around block funding, but there'll be people that you'd be supporting that may not have had enough funding for the supports for their needs. But where today, with the challenges I do with the NDIS, this is great, they have a choice. I do still find some challenges. I do feel that with complex people, I do find they don't sometimes get enough funding for their needs. That may be around all the funding as well. So they're probably the biggest challenges I find. It's just trying to get the enough support for the complex people. Is there any highlights for you from the Solus days, firstly, and then to selectability? What would be highlights for you that you remember? I'd say there's probably a lot of highlights, actually, especially around supporting people just to see changes. I've still actually got people I actually was a support worker for back in Solar's days and now I've still got them while I'm a team leader and just the changes, the milestones, I actually find they're probably all my highlights. I love watching people grow. I love watching people achieve. Might be only a small little achievement, but I actually find they are major highlights of my career watching people. I've had people that have exited because they're doing so well and yeah they're huge highlights. Now was working in the mental health services space something you've always wanted to do Kylie? No actually even I've grown up around disability I've got an uncle that's got an intellectual disability and also blind so I've always grown up around it but it has never been something I've wanted to do. My passion was to be a hairdresser. Okay. I done hairdressing course Cert 2 in hairdressing so did that when my son was actually in primary school year 2 or 3. In year 5 my son was actually bullied really bad where he would come home with concussion busted lips mm. and I actually had to give up work to stay home with my son. He was diagnosed with um, depression and obsessive compulsive disorder. Probably the obsessive compulsive disorder, it took over a lot of both of our lives. I actually went broke because constantly buying new things because yeah. <laughs> if anything touched school, it wasn't allowed to touch at home. So I had to give up work for over 12 months to look after my son. I have to say that was probably the biggest challenge as well, trying to find the correct help. Heartbreaking to see that when your son wants to take your own life. Mm. So once I will admit, I probably did a lot of arguments with the school as well, fighting for my son right because I did find that he was being punished for being the victim. Yeah. I had a lot of support from his year five teacher. He was fantastic. A lot of meetings and things like that, trying to stop the bullying, a lot of appointments. When I saw what my son went through, and that's 
when I decided I wanted, first of it was started off with young children, I wanted to help people. So probably would have been two years after and two when my son was diagnosed. Yeah, I wanted to change my career path and wanted to get out there and help people. And that's where I first got my position working with troubled children. Worked there for four years and then I saw the position at Solas and thought I'd love to get involved around the mental health more with the adults and never looked back. So it really was a turning point. And can I ask, how is your son today? Oh, absolutely amazing. He lives in Brisbane now. There's no more signs of obsessive compulsive disorder, which we were told that by one of our doctors that we did see because he was so young, there was that chance that he could grow out of it, uh, which he did, thankfully. So probably around maybe year 10, we actually saw it was lessening and lessening with the symptoms of him not touching things. Okay. And also the depression was starting to clear. So to this day, he still hasn't been on antidepressants. I think we've only had one little episode when he moved to Brisbane and yes, got quite depressed where I was actually looking, which I spoke to my old manager, Aaron. I was about to fly back and get him and drive back with him. But it was more around, he was missing family and everything. And so he gave himself more time and now he's just leaps and bounds. He's at the path as well where he just wants to help people. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and now a couple of months now he's been working for the governor. You talk about support from uh, obviously managers at uh, Selectability. Have you found that you've always received the support you need, whether it was with Solace or Selectability along your journey over the 15 years? I definitely. Um, Rhonda, yes. She's actually the one that helped me a lot as well for my uncle to get support actually because as I stating before, got an uncle with intellectual and yeah, Rhonda's helped me a lot to get that all sorted for my uncle back in the disability services days to get him linked up with support. So back then had health issues as well and I know Rhonda was really supportive through that as well. And yeah, absolutely, I'm going to say love Aaron. I've worked with Aaron now for quite some time, known him through disability services as well. Um, And yeah, the support Aaron has given me over the years, it's just been amazing. And even Deborah Burden with health issues. Yeah, the support I get around that is absolutely amazing. Well, Kylie, it's been great to have a chat to you and uh, thanks for your time today. No, thank you. Visit this podcast's show notes to read Kylie's profile. In podcast five, celebrating five years of selectability, you'll hear from the current CEO of selectability, Deborah Burden. Listen to all five on our website, selectability.com.au forward slash podcasts. Listen to more podcasts like this one at selectability.com.au and learn about the many programs and services to improve the mental well-being of regional Queenslanders and contribute to suicide prevention.